Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No matter what I see, when trouble comes, my I will moan and groan. No matter what I face, when trouble comes, my did you notice? It didn't say trouble will not come our way. Trouble, troubles are guaranteed to come our way. Praise the Lord. Troubles are guaranteed to come our way. For as long as we live in this vessel, for as long as we live on this planet, as long as Jesus had not showed up yet, trouble will come our way. Because that's the work of the enemy. His job is to bring trouble. And what is the trouble meant for? It is meant to try and derail you, take you off course. Amen? Amen. But we continue to praise the Lord. Regardless. And we will be victorious in every situation that we face. Today is Monday's Day, right? Oh, no, it's Friday. Praise God. All right, so because it's Father's Day, I want to talk a bit about fathers um, and what's the time now? I should be done in hopefully 20 minutes. Praise the Lord. Not the pastor's one that says 20 minutes becomes plus 20. No. So we're talking about fathers. Yeah? And I looked in the dictionary, and fathers um, are described in many ways. There is, you know, um, like you would say, I'm the father of the house, but I'm not. Okay, say I'm the father of the house. There are Catholic, you know, denominational, they are called fathers. Yeah, um, there are biological fathers. There are also adopted fathers, and so there are different different ways that we describe somebody as a father. But I, I want you to look at the two types of father that I want to I want to bring your attention to. Biological father is somebody that. has a blood relationship with a person. Would that be all right? Whether a female or a male. Blood relationship. But you see, most people 
and that way, biologically, can father a human being. But to be uh, the adopted father, who is not a biological father, but to be an adopted father means that a man who has continuous care of a child. A continuous care for the child. And I want you to take note of that. You see, you know, many people have impregnated women and they have, the woman has brought forth a child and they are the father because they are biological fathers, but they are not active fathers. They are not caring fathers. And today, I want to draw your attention to a caring father. A father is somebody that cares continuously. A continuous care for an individual, whether adopted or whether you adopted a child or not, can be seen as you are a father figure to that person. Praise the Lord. And we have a lot of young, you know, they've gone past the young adults. We have a lot of young men here. I want to encourage you, you know, be a continuous carer for your children. Forget about the title, Father. But be a continuous care for a father, uh, uh, you know, to your children. That way, the children will see you as a father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, if you look at the word care, and I wanted to bring the thing here, but uh, I forgot. But if you look at the word care, it starts with C. All right? And I want to say C represents a father that is committed. So I'll say to you, be a committed father. in the acronym form. C is somebody who is committed to the child. See, regardless of, regardless of what happens, you must be committed to that child that you have brought into this world. No matter what the situation, no matter what Differences you may have with the mother, no matter what differences you may have with the in-laws and by-laws and outlaws and the laws, you know, no matter what it may be, you have a responsibility and be committed at all costs. At all costs. There is no but to this issue. At all costs, you must be committed 
to this child. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we know, you know, commitment is to bind to a certain cause. To bind yourself to a certain cause. So you bind yourself to the cause and to the upkeep and to the maturity and to the growing of this individual that God has given to you. Yeah, a privilege. A privilege to be a father of this child. A privilege. But sometimes we think you see, and this is what the enemy does. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. But we, we, we turn to the world system. And our commitment to the child that God has given us, and I want you to take care of it. God has given us the privilege, the privilege to be a father of we have something else. We have our own agenda. We are too busy. We are on every, see, we are too busy trying to provide for them, but when we get the provision, by the time we get all the provision for them, we've lost them. Because we are not emotionally attached to them. Because we, we have not taken time to be in their life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, as, you know, as a father, and I have something here. As, a, as one who wants to be a good father, as a good father, you need to be committed. And, and, and listen, this is first thing first. First thing first. What is more important? Yes, our, our way of providing for the family is very, very important. But there are times that the child needs to be more important than that. Amen. There are times that we need to be there for the child. There are certain age in that child's life that when, uh, when there is a, a school program, when there is parents' evening, when there is sports, when there's something going on in the school, and the father wants, the child wants their father to be around, so the child can be proud that his father also is there. We can't make it. We can't make it. And we think we have good reasons because we've got to take care of the job that brings money. But that sometimes the damage that is causing, the money cannot repair it. 
So I pray that we'll be wise as we raise up our children. We'll be wise. You know, praise God. Pastor Hagen, and you know I'll talk about Pastor Hagen. Craig, his son, is the one that does the announcement at Winter Bible Seminar. It happens to be on a day that Craig's son is doing sports at school. And Pastor Hagen comes on the platform, Craig is not there. And he said, well, Craig is not here today because so-and-so, his son, his grandson, is doing something at school, so I told him he needs to be there. Well, we're talking about a conference. We're talking about a big program that really he should, he should be there. But Pastor Hagen says somebody else can do the announcement. He needs to go and take care of his child. Not because it's his grandson, but that's how he does with all of them. He thinks that you being there for the child is more important than doing that. Praise the Lord. Well, it doesn't affect his salary. I tell you something, money is not everything. Money is important, don't get me wrong. But when it comes to raising up children, some, some mistakes at a certain time in the child's life, some mistakes are irreparable. Some absenteeism are irreparable. You cannot repair it. It has so much. It, it affects the child so much. And you see, what we have gone through, and I'm sure one way or the other you may have felt something as you were growing up, well, make sure that it doesn't happen to your child. That's right. You know, I, and I, I'm fortunate in that way, my father never had to come to the school. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He wouldn't have come anyway. But he never had to come to the school. You know, during our time, the parents didn't have to come and see our, you know, the children playing football or doing anything. It's just, you know, the school time is over. You give your list of the new, um, the new school books that you need to get, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we, we are in a different environment now. We need a different system and we need to do better. So the, 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 the care, C is commitment. A is available. Be available, Father. Available. I'm talking about available with hands on deck. Available with hands on deck. You see, I can I can say this because I've experienced it. I used to work eight days a week. I worked eight days a week for about um, 
I worked in Hydes for about 10 years. And yeah, when it comes to the bank holidays, at all the bank holidays we worked, at all the bank, we didn't take time off. We knock off early, we're supposed to finish at 6, by half 4 we're on our way home. We start at 8, we go, we roll in about 9, then we're getting all that past, we took 2 hours break, and, and, and unofficially, unofficially accepted. But listen, you know, I was at work every day. By the time I get home, I'm not just knackered, I'm shattered. <laughs> and, you know, we, we're rolling on. We, we, you know, we get a weekend that is a Sunday. Uh, we, we finish work early on Sunday. Finish at 4.30, we're gone. Get paid all day. That's cool, isn't it? <laughs> But then we come home and, uh, you know, sometimes we go, Mr. Sian, where is my brother? Mr. Sian and friends come, you know, vodka and lime and, you know, ground fort meat and we have some nice, dangerous food. We used to make some. And we, we, we're rolling that, we're rolling like that. Listen, but, but when we had uh, Deborah and then um, we've gone through our challenges, miscarriages and so on and so and, and we got to a place when Julie was born, and on, on the on this on the day that Julie was two years old, as I walked down Heinz's Park, and I knew, see, God has spoken to me previously. Why don't you leave it all and come and follow me as the disciples did? And I told her that I'm going to pack up the work, okay. And then it took me a year to pay off the battery card. You know how the battery card that I never have. Pay off all the cards and sort out my finances. And on the, on the day, it wasn't a Sunday, but Julie was two on that day, the sixth, or the, the fifth, the sixth, as I was walking down Heinz's Park, and I knew in my heart that I was not coming. I came home and I didn't go back. But on the on 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 the Monday or, or the next day, don't remember exactly when. But I it was Deborah. Um, mom gave her a bath and then done her hairdresser up and everything. Or oh, I gave her a bath. And, and, and got her, and I was taking her to school. And there was such a joy. There was such a joy in my heart. And I took her to school, and I'm coming back home, praising the Lord. And I was saying to myself, is this what I have been missing? Deck in the 
you know, there isn't such thing as, well, in my books, you may have different, and fair enough, you may have you, but there isn't anything as, apart from possibly um, breastfeeding, there isn't anything as, this is the woman's job, and this is the man's job. Amen. Amen. There isn't. There is no certain, and I know, you know, people are developing, you know, this is my bit, and this is your bit, this is what you ought to do, and this is what I ought to do. And I'm telling you, I, I struggle with that. What's wrong with I'm available and I'll do it? You know, you, you ought to be, that is what love is. Love is not words. Love is action, expression. You should you should love your child. Can't find you know strong enough to want to do anything for that child. You should love your child enough to want. I never I never did flap their hair because I wasn't good at it. Not that I had ever done it anyway. I never have to. I never have to. The show would try. But, you know, they, 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 the, the last straw and the only slot, you know, mom's always available. Even if she can't get out, she might and get out just to do the hair, you know. But the, the last straw was, she went to Ghana with Mama Julie, and thank God, God always does provide, you know. And Tsunami was there. Look, it you know, um, I, I, it was a weekend, so I washed I wash the hair, and then Antinami would plant it. And so, and then get them to school. Let's put our hands together for the... Woo! Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, it's okay. They, they're coming from somewhere. That's the... So, hands on deck, Father, is the one that is, you know, be available whenever the child needs you. We're talking about Father's Day. We're, we're just saying that, you know, um, um, an adopted father is somebody that has a continuous care for a child. And so we are using the care, C means commitment, A means being available. A father needs to be available. You may have a problem with your wife, but leave the child out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about fathers. Shoes, shoes, shoes. We're talking about fathers. <laughs> the child has nothing to do with it. The child has nothing to do with it. If, if you bring the child into it, you, you don't love the child in the first place. 
I struggle with a father that will actually ignore, in, in, intentionally ignore. I, you see, I went through it. My father said his, his children, nobody grew up to do, like, to care for him. One day he came out, sat up and came and beat me up um, because he came from a funeral and my eldest brothers were, they just mocked him to come and revenge on me. I later on found out why he did that because they, they you know, they mocked him. But my father never cared. My father had no care whatsoever about me as I was growing up. But you know, I never gave that. And, and see, when he did that that day, I said to myself, I, I ran away from him, and I said to myself, I will prove him wrong. I will prove him wrong. He was angry because he's been mocked. But you know what? You, if you have two, three, four, five, six children, they're not all the same. Just because they've mocked him doesn't mean I will mock him. But he didn't understand me. Are you with me? But I said I'll prove him wrong. When I came here, I bought a 22-seater bench. I was here maybe six months. And I bought a 22-seater bench. And um, no, uh, not a bench, but a 22-seater uh, transit van for the one they run the local church. And then I shipped it to him. They said, when the car eventually came from Tema, Tema is the harbor, and the car landed in front of our house, of the house, and he went to look at the car. He said, tears ran out of the old man's eyes. Yeah, watch it. From some of you that don't know, that's not me. Yahuachi and I say, is is it Yahuachi that has done this? See, don't don't render evil for evil. At that time, I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a Christian. But don't render evil for evil. Prove people wrong. When somebody is doing you evil, do them good. Amen. Don't retaliate. It is unprofitable. You're just playing with your hands. When they're disliking you, you like them. And not just show it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I said I'd run up in 20 minutes. But let, let, me, let me just tell you this. Uh, Pastor Fola shared this with me. He was invited to a conference. And he was the speaker. And so when he went to the conference, he said when he was leaving home, the wife said, you know, when you go and they don't allow you to preach, don't be offended. 
the wife said to him, and he was like, well, why would they not allow me to invite me to come and preach? So he went. The program was going on. And, you know, they, they have this system of, when I say they, we Africans, we have the system of we don't do that here, we Africans, but we don't do that here. Like, if it's ten pastors, every pastor will share, you know, you give him five minutes, hey, how you, you know, praise the Lord. And then, one of the senior, you know, maybe two ranks above him, about Fola, was giving the mic. To just say to him, and the guy went on half an hour, 45 minutes, and, and just preached. And then, and then the, the, the one organizing the program was like, well, we can't, we can't call Pastor Fola now. There's no time. And so they closed the service. He wasn't very happy. Because, you see, if you take time to prepare, you want to deliver. But he went, and the pro, you know, eventually he went home, and he was, he was unhappy. But whilst he was praying, the Holy Spirit said, send him an offering. Send the guy that has hindered you from preaching, send him an offering. She, we want to, re- next time you invite me, I won't come. I said, I just make some excuse. I won't go. And why should he do this? No, because he sent the guy an offering. And he did. Do you get it? You know, we need to be available in our children's life, hands on death, doing everything that we need to do whoever that we have an issue with, please let us not bring it into being a father to our child. Praise the Lord. So it's commitment, it's availability, and then it's also, I'm doing good, aren't I? Care. C-A-R Responsibility Amen Be a responsible father A father That When you get When there is And I, I, I just want to say this first When there is A A, a kitty when you are supposed to take the money and go and pay the mortgage, be a responsible father. Don't go and use the money for something else. You need to be responsible. You need to care about your child that you want a place for your child to live. If you are misusing the finances, where are they going to live in the end? You might not care about you, but what about the, the, the children and the wife? I mean, you can hang about in your car. Park at the car park. Park around the corner and spend the night and go up to McDonald's and go and brush your teeth. <laughs> 
change your clothes in the toilet and be good. There are people that live in cars for a while, you know? There are people that will buy a very posh car and live in it. Have their stuff in the storage. You think I'm joking? No, it's real. But, you know, be, be a responsible individual that care about your child. Amen. 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 <laughs> Being responsible is to be trustworthy. Amen. Amen. To be trustworthy. And being responsible also, I would say that be careful. You see, irresponsibility will cause you to react anyhow. You have a responsibility to this family that God has given to you to raise up. Amen. Amen. Be careful how you react. Be careful how you react. You know, someone was telling me on the phone about an incident. I don't want to go into an incident. And but 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 the individual was saying, look, I want to call the mother and tell the mother off and tell the mother that they, what they did was wrong. And I said to individual, don't do that. You see, be careful how you react. Remember, two wrongs don't make right. They may have done something wrong, but what you're going to do is not going to make it right either. And sometimes your reaction it makes you worse than what they have already done. Are you with me? So, you know, being somebody that is responsible about dealing with situations, sometimes the child does something that is not right and you react in such a way and I'm just taking it to the extreme. You react in such a way that the child ends up in hospital. Broken nose. Or you're doing Alex Ferguson, throwing uh, shoes. I mean, you know, you regret it, you say you're sorry, but you can avoid it. Be responsible. Be responsible in situation. Be responsible in finances. Be responsible in your reaction. Be responsible in how you deal with your child. As the child is growing up, things are changing. His thinking. But if your hands are, if you are. You, you are on hands on deck, you are able to shave and help the child to do well. Again, you know, 
Be consistent with your discipline. Being responsible is part of being consistent in your discipline. Sometimes we discipline the child because they did this wrong. You know, I told you to put this here and you didn't put it there. Then you discipline the child tomorrow. They, they, they put it same there. Then tomorrow they get away with it. You, there's no consistency. I mean, you could be like me. You're not going to discipline them and you just don't discipline them. Not to tell you. You never get any discipline. Is that right now? But be consistent. See, my my, and I know you know the body. We talk, we know about um, don't spare the rod. You know, you know, discipline the child. We know we talk about that. But take, take it this way. And I'm not saying that's wrong either. But there is a time and place for doing that. And if you're going to do that, do it well. In other words, don't be angry. When you're doing, when you're disciplining the child, because you're gonna come out negative, and they'll get a negative reaction. They may be that age, but they are still sensitive. <coughs> they are still sensitive. They're still emotionally, you know. So be careful. Brad Hagen says, or, or Pastor Hagen that tells us about. There's always Brad Hagen and Pastor Hagen that tells us about. When, when his dad's going to discipline him, he bring the scriptures and read the scriptures and say to him, you know, I love you, but this is that and that and that. This is what the Bible says, so I'm going to give you a wait. I'm going to wait you and you're with <laughs> But when you are angry and you do something, you smack a child, it is not profitable. You regret it later. I've seen myself years back when these kids, when they were kids, I've seen myself pretending to be angry. You know, you, you pretend to be angry. And then you actually start getting angry. to be consistent in what we, we are doing. And then E is be encouraging. Be an encourager. Be an encourager. A father, you must be an encourager. You know, build the, ch build the child's confidence up. Amen. And being an encourager, I put it down to uh, being a coach. Amen? Amen? Being a coach. 
We talked about handsome deck. See, I said be a coach, not a, a instructor. Sorry. No, instructor. Instructor tells you this is what you need to do. He instructs you and he walks away. Alright? Is that right? A coach takes you. A coach takes you through and say. A coach takes you through this and that and that. So this is how you do it. And it says, here's it to you. Let me see how you do it. Do you understand? It's coaching. Just like Praise the Lord. So, be a coach, not an instructor. Matthew 7. I just want to read one scripture. I prepared all this and I thought, wow, I haven't got any scripture for this, you know. But it's good. So, Matthew 7, I think it's 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Amen. Amen. So, our Father, who is the Father of the fatherless, who is the greatest carer of all, knows what our needs are. Amen. Amen. And he has made us. I, I, I was thinking about this. You know, in Genesis, when he talks about, for this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and betray them, and two of them shall become one. Well, that's where the fatherhood begins. Are you with me? And that's where, you know, and God has given us that responsibility. Of fatherhood. Let us not take it lightly. Let you see, please, 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 please. You must be able to differentiate the world from 
our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.